Hello and welcome to the Practice Squad Jobber podcast, the podcast designed for diehard fans by diehard fans. I'm Brett and I'm here with my co-host Joel. And Joel, we've we made it to our second episode. Yeah, I'm excited. Uh, a lot, a lot, a lot, a lot happened this week. Uh, so there's a lot to get into. We had we had WrestleMania, which we're going to be spending the majority of our time on tonight. We'll do a short little recap of uh, of what happened in wrestling this week, and uh, and then yeah, well, we'll just get this part out of the way. Joel kicked my butt. And uh, our predictions contest, uh, I made a, made a babyface comeback night two, but uh, wasn't meant to be. Nope. I kind of lucked out on a few matches there. Uh, kind of just doing stuff with the wall, and it, and it stuck, so. Yeah, I, I went on a, a nice little streak come night two, but uh, faded at the end. Really surprised me, but we'll get into all that. So you want to take, take over for uh, night one? Yeah, let's do it. All right. Um, so night one started kind of crazy, right? Um, yep. Vince, and Vince was out there with the rest of the superstars. Um, they pretty much just welcomed up to WrestleMania, talked about the fans being back. Um, they do like the cold open, then they come back, and then Michael Cole's like, yeah, so uh, we're going to be delayed for a little bit. <laughs> so at that point, I was kind of uh, surprised. I was kind of like, dang, like, I was excited. Um, How did you feel about hearing that it was going to be delayed? Uh, at f- well, for me personally, I was stuck at work, so I was glad that it got delayed because it meant I got to go home and see the start of WrestleMania. Um, yeah. But uh, honestly, this ended up being a blessing in disguise. One of my favorite parts of WrestleMania came right after that, where they, yeah. where the wrestlers were just kind of forced to go out there and do unscripted promos, and I thought they killed it. Drew McIntyre and Bobby Lashley, they roped me right in. Um, it, I mean, Drew had me ready to go, ready to fight. And I mean, you could feel the emotion, the passion. You could tell how much they enjoyed the crowd being back. Uh, you could tell how good they were when they weren't forced to read off of a script. And hey, there are depth to these characters. Imagine that, Vince. Yeah, yeah. Uh, I really loved the back and forth between Bobby and Drew. It felt real. It felt, uh, I mean, you could tell it wasn't scripted. You could tell they were both ready to get in the ring. Uh, at, at a point, I was like, dang, is Drew ready to fight the rain? Because he kept saying, I'm not going to get stuck. Because I was like, oh, no, he's about to run out there with the sword and get to chop it. Yeah, I, he, you could definitely feel the energy radiating off of Drew. It was, it was, it felt real. It felt authentic. It felt like he was ready to go to war right then and there. And the, the ring and the match was secondary to him at that point. Yeah, definitely. So then... They had a few more interviews, which was like the New Day, Biggie, uh, Braun Strowman, yep. Kevin Owens, Bianca, Seth, Miz, and Morrison, which I told you during the show. I don't know how Morrison went from uh, wrestling with Snooki to looking like her. He had like the bump and the shades <laughs> and the chains. I was like, what is he doing? He called himself Johnny Drip Drip. Yeah, you. I, I guess you get to a certain financial status where uh, fashion becomes totally different from anything that I think looks good, and uh, I don't think yeah. that'll ever be changing anytime soon. Yeah, so uh, after the interviews, uh, Titus and Hulk Hogan came out to kind of hype the show, and uh, Hulk got some booze. <laughs> yeah, which I expected, but you could tell they tried to pipe in some cheers, but, I mean, it was even yeah. worse for Mike, too. I guess we can talk about that later. Um and then we got into the show. So the first match was Bobby Lashley versus Drew McIntyre for the WWE Championship, um, which Bobby ended up retaining. But 
I thought this was a great match. Um, they both brought the best they had. They um, told with the arm, and I was really surprised by the athleticism they both have. I mean, we saw when Bobby just leapfrog Drew at a point, and then when Drew hit the insane um, dive over the top rope. Um, I like how it took uh, Drew hit Bobby with three Future Shock DDTs, and Bobby still kicked out. Um, at that point, yeah, Bobby was going to win the match, uh, just because I don't him kicking out for it to end up with nothing. Um, I think that was about it. Drew went for the Claymore, and MVP warned Bobby, so Bobby got out the way. And then he had uh, open in the corner, then locked in the uh, lock for the win. So what did you think about this match overall? I thought it was really good. It was it was a lot of what we were expecting. It was hard hitting. Uh, it was I mean you just have these two big athletic behemoths just going at each other, and they were mm-hmm. laying their stuff in, and it was it was great. I was really surprised by the ending. I I was convinced. I was willing to bet money that Drew McIntyre was going over in this match to uh, you know get that win in front of the fans, but uh, yeah. I I was surprised here. I mean I know I picked him in the prediction, but I was surprised myself. Uh... I just felt that they were going to give Drew his moment. Just felt it. But I guess they had planned for Bobby. Especially since that match went on. Yeah, especially yeah. since that match went on first, you expect him to come out with that big baby face win to get the crowd going, but stunned everybody with Bobby Lashley going over. Yeah, definitely. Um, I, but I feel like this match, uh, it kind of helped Bobby Lashley in his build as champion. It's going to help him in the long run, right, by beating Drew. And in kind of a dominant way by making him pass out. Yeah, yeah. It. I mean, you can't look much stronger than that. Uh, I think there are big plans for Bobby. Um, kind of looks like we're going to get a rematch going into Backlash, but we'll cover a little bit more of that later. And uh, yeah. So next up, we have the women's tag team turmoil match with Lana, Naomi, Billy Kay, and Carmella, the Riot Squad, Dana Brooke, Mandy Rose, and Tamina. AKA, what do they call him? I can't remember. Um, so I thought this match was basically uh, kind of just big spots followed by the pins, right? Everything just, you had a spot and then someone got pinned and the next person came out. Um, it started with Lana Naomi and Billy Kane Carmella, which I was kind of surprised that Lana Naomi didn't last longer than they did, only because, I mean, I really like them, but. Um, they hit a not uh, Lana and Naomi hit a nice double face buster, which I thought was pretty cool, but they got eliminated. Then next to come out were let me think. I think the Riot Squad, right? The Riot Squad came out. Yep. They hit a nice senton. Yeah. Ruby Riot hit a cool senton onto Billy Kay when she was being held by uh, Liv Morgan on her knees. I thought that spot looked great. Um, so they pinned Billy Kay and Carmella. Next up was. Mandy and Dana Brooke, and then poor Mandy uh, slipped on the slipped on the ramp while she was coming down, and you know wrestling Twitter, yeah. wrestling Twitter went wild. Um, I've seen a lot of memes. I was like, dang. Um, so I thought Dana had some cool spots in the match. Uh, she had a nice blockbuster, a nice yeah. uh, neckbreaker. Dana really surprised me in this match, but like in a good way. Like I was, I I, I was, I was pretty surprised with the. Uh, it seems like she's grown a lot since, I guess, the last little singles yeah. push she had when she was dating uh, yeah. Batista. And it seemed like they were only giving her a push because she was yeah. dating Batista. 
so yeah, you can tell she's been working. Uh, she's been honing her craft, and props to Dana. Yeah, so she hit a swanton, but liver burst it and pinned her. And then the last team to come out was Natalia and Tamina. I, I love that they gave them a little bit of time at the end to kind of like slow things down, get some stuff in. Uh, yep. The Riot Squad actually used actual tag team moves, which I like. They wasn't just doing random spots. Imagine that. The real tag team in the yeah. match. The tag team specialist using tag team moves in a <laughs> tag team match. I mean, who would have thought? <laughs> yeah, so, uh, I mean, even that wasn't enough, though. You know, Natalia <laughs> no. Kamina hit the heart attack. No. And then uh, Natalia was going to go for the sharpshooter, but then tagged in Tamina. And she hit the super Superfly splash, splash and won. And they went on to challenge Naya and Shayna on night two. Um, I was... I wasn't expecting too much from this match. Uh, it did it did a lot better. Well, it did better than my expectations. It wasn't a show stealer by any means, but it, it, it was solid. And I, I think all of the ladies in the match did well, um, especially uh, the Riot Squad. I mean, I think there's just so much talent there, and they're so underutilized. And uh, I think going through two teams and then being tired, and then just Tamina and Natty coming out and... Beating them, I mean, in w, in the world of WWE, I mean, two uh, a, a solid tag team with solid chemistry for however many years. They just, you, you can't stand up to two single stars that were just pushed together and magically know how to compete together in a tag match. Yeah, I don't know what it is. Vince just doesn't, he doesn't like tag team wrestling. I mean, and it shows. Nope. No, uh, it, it's unfortunate because you saw how good the Riot Squad could be in this. Uh, yeah. Just can't give any credit to to Liv and Ruby. Um, hope to see more out of them, but I'm guessing it'll be a while before we see them again. Maybe Money in the Bank qualifier at some point down the road. But uh, good showing, ladies. And I really liked the I really liked their gear here. Thought it. Oh uh, yes, I, the, uh, uh, Joker and Harley Quinn. Yep. I, I thought that was really cool. I'm a big uh, big Joker and Harley Quinn fan myself. So, again, just Riot Squad, just always always hitting all the right buttons. for. Yeah, they're so good. I, I hope they get a chance with the tag team titles. I hope they do. They, they have, they've earned it at this point. So, next up we had Cesaro and Seth Rollins in a singles match. Um, I actually love the – they played like a little spoof kind of campaign ad about Cesaro. That was paid for by, not paid for by Seth Rollins. So he said. Um, so I thought this match is, uh, started the perfect, like perfect. I think all matches start this way. You know, uh, Cesaro went straight to him with the uh, European uppercuts, and uh, I, man, I thought Seth pulled out some crazy moves this match. Was it just me, or he pulled out stuff I've never seen before? Well, Seth, Seth had been away for a while, and you can tell he and Cesaro have chemistry in the ring and i think when you have that chemistry you are more comfortable doing doing those risks trying those things that you haven't necessarily tried before or done a lot of because you know the other guy's going to take care of you and uh i think it was i think it was pretty obvious cesaro and seth had that kind of relationship in the ring and uh it, it, yeah. it led to a fantastic match which i mean on the on the preview show, both of us expected this to be wonderful, and and it didn't disappoint. Yeah, and I'm glad they got the time too, because you know yes. a lot of time, a lot of times they don't give people the time to tell a story. Um, I like uh, I like when Seth went for the curb stomp and Cesaro countered it into a 
to a swing, or he he did the yes. European upgrade and a swing. It looked crazy. Uh, and then Seth went. He did some crazy like three sixty corkscrew corkscrew flash. I was I was it confused me. I was like, what the heck is he going, was going on there? But it looked cool. Yeah, Seth Seth gets really creative with his move set, and I always appreciate that he's always trying to bring out something new. Um, always trying, not afraid to try anything out, and uh, might be an unpopular opinion. In fact, I know it's an unpopular opinion, but I could do without all the swings. I think it's yeah, just. Uh, yeah doesn't do it for me i think it's just kind of match filler at that point I, I i mean the crowd got into it so what do i know but it uh i think cesaro's so good you don't need to you don't need to fill moments with these swings uh, i i think he's more than that yeah i agree i feel like doing it once once a match is fine but I, I, this match he pulled he pulled a swing out like two or three times right and, and i definitely feel like it, it could have been less of that and uh, especially with how how good these two are yeah, yeah. less swinging more more european uppercuts yeah and then the ending sequence was pretty cool cesaro went for a neutralizer seth transition uh reversed it to a pedigree then seth tried to go for a curb stomp cesaro countered with a european uppercut then he did a ufo spins which i've never even seen before or heard of uh it was pretty cool yeah and then the win which uh i'm surprised cesaro got his win here I didn't expect it. I thought Seth was going to pull out a win. Yeah, especially with, you know, you hear you hear Vince say things like uh, Cesaro just doesn't have the charisma and to get that to get that push. And so th that that was kind of what was leading me to predict Seth there to mm -hmm. and uh, the fact that Seth had been away for a while. He'd kind of been on a bit of a losing streak uh, before he went away. And then when he came back and. But, uh, yeah, I, I, I was pleasantly surprised. Good for Cesaro. I'm happy for him. Yeah, definitely. So, after that, we had the WWE Raw Tag Team Championship match between AJ Styles and Omos and the New Day. Um, Biggie came out. He did the New Day's intro, which was cool. You know, he yep. hasn't been able to do that for a while since they've been split up. Um, I like that Omos came out in, like, dress pants and a coat. Like, he was not worried at all. Like, he was like, I can wear whatever I need to wear. I'm going to get the get the win is what how I took that. Um I like that they wanted uh he wanted to start the match, but you know like the New Day was like, nah, let let, let AJ start it. Let AJ start. We don't want none of that. Yep. Um I feel like it was a smart to have AJ work a lot of the match to most his weaknesses. I mean if he has any, but um and when he finally got tagged, uh people were excited. I mean I know I was excited. Um, yep. He basically no sold everything the new did, him, which I loved. You know, he's a let him, you know, no sold. Um, and then I like when he helped AJ hit a phenomenal forearm while he was standing on top of Omos' shoulders. I thought that was really cool. Um, he hit a lot of uh, big impact moves, like a lot of powerhouse style moves. Um, and I feel like that really helped sell his presentation as like a big guy. So he ended up getting the win with like a choke slam spine buster kind of thing and then he just said one foot one foot and he pinned him with one foot to win the tag team championship overall i thought it did what it was supposed to do which was kind of introduce us to omo yeah it was uh it's like you said it was you know we we didn't get to see uh Omos's weaknesses and i think that was the point uh yeah. show his strengths uh limit what he does in there 
but it leaves you wanting to see more of him and leaving leaving viewing him in this very positive light like wow this guy this guy can be a star and uh smart cuz you know you got AJ who can work the majority of the match almost the li- almost was put in a position to maximize the short amount of time he was in there and the new day i mean yeah. they're going they're they're fantastic they're going to they're going to sell everything perfectly well, they're they're going to be the best to work with in, in a match like this it was just it, it was very good. I was very curious to see how Omus would do and uh, wasn't disappointed. Yeah, I agree. Um, so then after that, we had the steel cage match between Braun Strowman and Shane McMahon, which I wasn't really looking forward to. Do we have to? But yeah. <laughs> right. That's what I'm like. So basically, the story was kind of Shane using use, uh, a lot of striker. They attacked Stro- uh, Strowman's legs before the match. He gets in the cage, the match starts. It was kind of a cluster, to be honest. There was a lot happening, but then not a lot happening at the same time, if that makes sense. I mean, Shane got his big spot, then he hit the, what do they call it, the coast-to-coast? He, he climbed to the top of the cage and then pulled out a, a toolbox for some reason. I don't even know. I've never seen that before. Um, he pulled out a toolbox, knocked Strowman down, yep. and then as he begins to climb to the floor, he sticks his arm out to like wave goodbye to Strowman. Uh, Strowman uh, gets uh, gets up, grabs him, rips the cage open, which which was cool. But I thought they were gonna do something uh, more dramatic, you know, than just ripping the cage open. Threw him from the top of the cage, which God, I don't know how Shane does it. He's like what pushing fifty, maybe he's already at fifty, and he's doing stuff like that. Like yikes! Uh, I'm glad he was okay though. Yeah, I thought the match was it wasn't bad, but wasn't special either. Strowman got the win and. That's about it. It was a match that was there. Um, it, it didn't have my interest from the get-go. I mean, you show the video package. You show uh, you have the Braun Strowman promo of, I'm going to do this for anyone who's ever been called uh-huh. dumb, anyone who's ever been called stupid. I'm going to beat the bully. Like, dude, like a year and a half ago, you were trying to murder somebody by flipping an ambulance when they were exactly. inside of it. What the hell are you talking exactly. about? Like, like it just I, I couldn't get into this match. It had some cool spots, but like the story's the story's stupid. The the build was was stupid. Just everything about this just I, I had no interest in this match going in. Uh Shane and Braun did a fine enough yes. job, but this and, and again it's probably not them, yeah. but the the creative come on, you don't have anything better than this for WrestleMania. You you can't do anything more with Braun and Shane than you're dumb, you're stupid, you're a bully. Like, yeah. what? Like at this point, I was but, expecting Be a Star to be the sponsor for the match. It was just yeah, it was uh, it, it's whatever. I mean, let's just. I mean, it's WWE. We're gonna ignore. We're gonna pretend storylines from a year and a half ago didn't happen anyway. So right. All right. So then we had a Bailey cameo, which sucks. Yeah, cameos. But she came out and basically told. Michael Cole, I, I can do your job better than you, and she introduced the Hall of Fame class. Yep. All right. So that, that was fine. I just wish she was doing something more. <laughs> uh, yeah. Uh, now, did we get to the spot? Did we get to the spot yet where she's uh, with the NWO backstage? Or is that well, like... actually, I think that happened. I think I forgot to put it on my on my. List. Okay. Yeah. So she's back. Okay. So yeah, there, there's a moment there. Yeah, there, there's there's a moment there, like where you know nobody will too sweet yeah. Bailey. 
and then Sean Waltman, X Pac, he just he breaks yeah. character. He's like, actually, I'm a really big <laughs> and too sweet her. And I thought that was cool yeah. because I, I don't think anybody was supposed to too sweet her, but like X Pac being X Pac, I mean, it was. I, I I popped. I enjoyed yeah. it. I I thought that was a that was a cool little moment. Yeah, listen, it's hard not to like Bailey. You know, he down there like, uh, are we really yeah. doing this with Bailey right now? But hey, you had to get her in where you could. Uh, so then after that, we had a tag team match with Bad Bunny and Damon Priest versus Miz and Morrison. Uh, this match surprised me a lot. That was great, actually. Uh, I feel like we should talk yep. about the entrances a little bit because. For some reason, a crap ton of bunny, uh, bunnies, guys in bunny costumes came to the ring, and then Miz and Morrison came out rapping to their smash hit song, Hey, Hey, Hop, Hop. <laughs> you know what? You know what? I'm not going to lie, right? I'm not going to lie. The song's a bop, okay? I'm not going to lie. I, I like the song, okay? I was sitting there bobbing my head like, okay, okay, I like this. Um, <laughs> um, you would. <laughs> yeah, of course, of course. If he doesn't like it, it's going to be me. Um, uh, so you know what I found crazy is that Damien Priest entered by himself. I was like, man, you should have, you should have had him come out with Bad Bunny or gave him something because he kind of just came out with no pyro, no, no nothing. It was just, yeah, here's Damien Priest. So then Bad Bunny comes out. He's riding on top of a, a it's actually a custom semi truck that he uses a lot in his uh, music videos and on tour, which is pretty cool. But I felt like after he came in, you could tell how nervous he was because he was taking, like, deep breaths, and you could see, like, his face. He was kind of like, holy crap. I'm about to wrestle WrestleMania, which is how I would feel if I was a, lo- a lifelong fan actually getting a chance. Damian Priest and Miz start the match, but, you know, the Miz and Morrison are like, nah, let's bring Bad Bunny in here. Let's get him in the match. He wants to talk all this. Let's get him in here. And uh, he gets in, hits, hits the Miz with a few jabs that – I mean, they look pretty good. Throws throws better work bunches than a lot of the roster, to be honest. He takes them in the corner, and Bad Bunny hits a nice hip toss. Or no, The Miz tries to get a hip toss, but Bad Bunny reverses it into an arm drag. The Miz is, like, mad. He's selling that he's angry that uh, Bad Bunny's doing, like, doing actual moves to him. Uh, he gets in the ring, gets a little pep talk from Morrison, and then he starts to take, kind of take control of the match, which Bad Bunny was really selling a lot, too. A later, a little bit later on in the match, Bad Bunny hits the top ropes and hits the Miz with the Herd Karana, which I thought was pretty cool. Morrison tags in, gets some work in on Bad Bunny as well, and then uh, the Miz kind of hits him with a cheap shot as he's turned around. Uh, they did a good job cutting off the ring. They were actually telling the story, which I like. You know, they were trying to keep Bad Bunny from tagging in Priest, getting to the actual wrestler. Bad Bunny hits a cool sunset flip. It isn't enough, obviously. Uh, the Miz slams Bad Bunny into the corner and runs at him. Bad Bunny gets his boot up, hits the Miz with a crazy tornado DDT, which I like. Like we don't really see celebrities doing that. Yeah, so Bad Bunny finally makes a tag yep. Priest. They hit they hit the Miz and Morrison with stereo broken arrows, which I thought really looked great. They actually hit it on time. It was actually they hit the map at the same time. They kick out obviously. Bad Bunny hits to the top, dives to the outside. Uh. Priest and Miz head back into the ring. Uh, Miz catches Priest with a stroke, gold crushing finale. Yep. Tries to pin him. Bad Bunny breaks it up. And then the high spot of the match, Bad Bunny goes outside and hits a Canadian destroyer to John Morrison, which was pretty cool. I mean, I know it doesn't take a lot for him to do the move. It was more kind of Morrison on his end, but 
And it was great. I thought it was great. It was kind of unbelievable um, the amount of moves he pulled and uh, how good he looked in the ring. But Bad Bunny gets in, he heads up top, hits crossbody, and they get the win. Damian Priest and Bad Bunny beat Miz and Morrison. I thought Bad Bad Bunny really impressed. Uh, also, to your point of where you could tell Bad Bunny was nervous, yeah. um, I think a lot of it has to do, not only was it at WrestleMania, but all the work he had done before that in WWE was in front of no crowd. Yeah. To go from no crowd to WrestleMania crowd and then perform the way he did, I think Bad Bunny deserves all the credit in the world. I think Miz, Morrison, and Priest deserve all the credit in the world for helping Definitely. put together the match uh, and make Bad Bunny look like a million bucks. And, uh, yeah, I think it's the second best celebrity match that we've seen this past year. Uh, I know a lot of people disagree with me that. And for that, I tell you to go back and watch Pat McAfee versus Adam Cole one more time. Oh, yeah, that was great. That was great. Uh, yep. Obviously, Pat's a – I mean, he's an athlete. But either way, he's yeah. a celebrity. He's a celebrity. So, I agree. That, I think... And the difference there is, I mean, you see Pat versus Adam Cole going one-on-one for 20 minutes. Yes. Versus yes. – Bad Bunny, he's got three other people who can take the spotlight, and I'm a little biased. I'm a big Pat McAfee fan, but I thought even Shaq did a great job in his re- in uh, his debut and took it seriously. So yeah, I think I I think we're getting away from where it used to be, where celebrities view uh, wrestling as a joke, and uh, it it's kind of becoming fun and cool again, in in some aspects, and I think AEW has a lot to do with that. Um, I, I don't know if WWE storytelling has a lot to do with that, but even yeah. even Logan even Logan Paul on night two, and I, I hate to give this guy any credit for anything. <laughs> he uh he made the most out of the little bit of uh, of an opportunity that he had. So kudos to Bad Bunny. I thought he did a great job, yeah. not just for a celebrity, but for a debut, and you know, great job everybody all around. Yeah, definitely. So then the main event of night one was the SmackDown Women's Championship match between Bianca Belair and Sasha. This was my honestly favorite match, night one, night two. Um, my favorite match of both nights. Um, you know, one thing about Mena you would like to see a lot is the gear and the entrances that people come out with. And man, I thought this gear mm-hmm. looked amazing. Her new gear, her new look. Uh, it really made her look like a heel, in my opinion, which you don't really see from Sasha a lot because she looks flashy. But it doesn't really get off, give off heel. But this new look she has, Kareem's heel. Um, and then Bianca came out. She makes her own gear, which is pretty awesome. Uh, yeah, so um, it start the match. You know, the fans were chanting back and forth. Sasha, EST. Yep. Uh, thought, uh, I feel like the story of the match was really uh, Sasha's technique versus Bianca's power. I like when it was pretty early in the match, Sasha went for the... Went for the dive to the outside, but Belair, uh, Bianca Carter rolled through and then gorilla pressed Sasha and walked up the steps with her. That was crazy. Like it shows the strength that that Bianca has, and it took a lot for Banks to kind of stay uh, solid because any any move I feel like was really really th- thrown that thing off. Uh, so then they, I feel like they use the braid a lot. The braid really well in this match, which you don't really see Bianca Belair's matches. Um, they kind of just use it for the whip, but they never really actually use it in moves, use it in other things, uh, which I think Sasha has history because uh, 
in the Royal Rumble in 2018, I think, against uh, Ronda, she used uh, kind of her arm wrap to do a lot of moves against Ronda. And so I think she had some techniques with that. Um, so Sasha does, or Bianca does a cool part where she picks Sasha up for a suplex and like slingshots her off a few of her ropes and then starts like squatting with her, uh, really showcasing her strength. Uh, Belair hits uh, Sasha with a glam uh, with a glam slam, goes up, tries to hit a 450 yep. splash, but Sasha gets her knees up, which I thought I love that. Uh, Sasha yeah, then runs at Belair, cool. who catches her, and and then Bianca hits uh, two power bombs. She goes for the third. Sasha reverses it into a face buster, and man, it just looked great. Like it mm-hmm. was smooth. I love that move. Uh, I didn't expect that actually. Um, then. Sasha does a crazy springboard tornado DDT, uh, which I haven't seen from her at all, actually. Um, Sasha hits the frog splash, isn't enough. Uh, they use her hair again mm-hmm. when Sasha goes for a bank statement and then wraps it around uh, Belair's face to get her. Um, yeah, so it ends with uh, Belair hits a 450 splash, Sasha kicks out. Then she goes for the KOD. Sasha lands. They do like a, they go through like a little, uh, like reversal kind of thing. They kept, they keep reversing each other. But then Bianca catches her, lays her out with the KOD, and wins the SmackDown Women's Championship. It was an amazing match. And uh, my question going into this was can Bianca Belair hang with Sasha Banks, main yeah. event of WrestleMania, and put on a match that she would? in nxt in front of in front of 500 people and the answer is she can hang so she not only can she hang she she owned it she owned that match uh sasha was great but we expected that um bianca was just blew away my expectations um seeing seeing the stuff after the match with uh bianca and montez ford sliding in to celebrate with her her, her husband and uh saw a video posted on twitter afterwards of sasha when the cameras weren't looking at her she's just she she's sitting down uh resting against the barricade and just smiling yeah. at bianca and just enjoying watching bianca soak in the moment um i saw from bailey's twitter like all of the girls were all yeah. of the ladies of the locker room they were lined up to watch the match um it was historic it was wonderful it was a great match and a uh, great outcome. The right person won. We haven't seen the actual main event do this good, or in my opinion, since like WrestleMania 30 with Dan O'Brien, Randy Orton, and Batista. Um, they really delivered. I wasn't expecting them to have this good of a match. I thought it'd be good, but not this good. Um, and in my opinion, it just shows how good Sasha is being able to not carry, but really work with uh, yep. Bianca and show her strengths. She was the ring general in this, and I thought she did. She she was she she aced it. I mean, she absolutely crushed it as you know leading the match. And Sasha is one of the top five best women's wrestlers in the world, and mm-hmm. she proved that again. Proved that again in the main event, and uh, Bianca is well on her way to being a star. Definitely, if she isn't already. Yeah. All right, let's get into night two. I'll throw it to you. All right, so night two, uh, we have Ashlyn Craft, uh, country singer, apparently. 
uh, performs yeah. America the Beautiful. Um, I'm not really a country fan, but I I thought she did a great job here. Yeah. Um, don't don't know anything about her outside of that, but I I kind of liked the twist on it. Uh, we get the Johnny Depp or Johnny Depp impersonator cold open again from uh, same one that we basically got last year. Yeah. Uh, Titus Hogan comes out. Hogan gets booed, and uh, as he I, should, as he should. Yeah, made my heart flutter. Um, <laughs> and then we get to Randy Orton versus the Fiend, and it starts off with Orton coming out. You see him soaking in the crowd. You know. Yeah, I, I think you even hear him say, I missed you guys. Like, very uncharacteristic for Randy Orton. But you could tell night one and even night two when people were coming out and doing their entrance for the first time in front of a crowd that they they missed the fans and that they feed off of the fans. And the last year must have been so rough just performing in front of nobody. And, yeah, uh yeah. Yeah, so we get the video package, which is it is it is what it is, you know, the build up so far. Uh, we get the fiend entrance. He comes in, burns, you know, messed up, and then uh, he transforms with some pretty cool CGI there, and he's back to the original fiend. Uh, I really like the entrance. Um, Alexa comes out and just does a great job here as the psycho heel character and um alexis cheered here which pleasantly surprised me um she goes to i guess the fiend in a box instead of the jack in the box and uh she she opens the box fiend comes out um dives into the ring on top of randy to start the match bell rings to start it off and uh feed Fiend's no selling everything, you know, doing his offense. Um, Randy tries to get an RKO, gets put into the mandible claw. Sister Abigail. Um, you see the spot where uh, Randy, Randy kind of drops the Fiend onto the announce table, and Fiend pops right up. He's fine. Um, the match, the match was good, but it was way too short in my opinion. I wanted to see more of that. Um, but anyways, we get the fiend. He sets up Randy Orton for the sister Abigail, and all of a sudden, camera pans to Alexa Bliss, who is now a demon, I guess. Uh, kind of looks a lot like the plague if you've ever played Dead by Daylight. And yeah. she, and uh, so she's just staring at the fiend, and he's staring back, and she's got like this black ooze just pouring down her face, and she's she's just got like this possessed possessed look and aura to her and uh crowd is bought into this crowd starts chanting the holy shit chants and uh it it looks like something's building and then randy orton hits an rko off of a distraction when alexa reaches out for the fiend hits the rko pins the fiend one two three and that was it and that was i think that's where they dropped the ball i think you had the crowd in the palm of your hand with the Alexa thing. There should have been something to follow it up other than the finish. And the, it completely took the crowd out of it. Uh, you started hearing boos and uh, it, it's unfortunate because again, like we talked about on the preview show, Alexa, Randy fiends, they're, they're giving it their all with these characters and the, 
they're doing such a great job. And it's just, I feel like creative let them down here. Uh, the producer let them down here with the, letting that be the end. Uh, it was just, it was two shorts. Uh, Randy and Bray, they can both go. Should have let it go longer. I, I'm fine with the end, but let the match, let the match kind of develop to that point. Um, but I'd like to take a moment to just kind of like acknowledge like the the talent of an Alexa Bliss here. Like you just look at like the evolution of her character from being a peppy manager for Buddy Murphy and Wesley Blake in NXT to being that I'm better than you snobby heel, to being Nikki Cross's bestie, to being that possessed character fiend person, to becoming Satan herself, apparently. Yeah. And, like, you just, you see, like, she could legitimately be a Hollywood actress with how good she plays these roles. Like, watching her entrance, it's just... If you go back and watch it, just watch the entrance and then watch the transition to the satanic character. And it's just, it's impressive. It's its pure talent. I think she's a star. I think uh, WWE's definitely booked her that way over the years, but I don't think it gets appreciated enough because kind of like Charlotte Flair, you kind of feel like you're forced to like Alexa Bliss based yeah. off of booking. But it's just... Don't let that take away from from how talented this woman is. She just she kills it no matter what character idea she's given. Just phenomenal across the board. Yeah, and she always really goes all in on her characters too. Like you can tell she really she takes time. She I feel like her and Bray really go behind the scenes and they talk about things. He explains stuff to her and she gets it. She gets the yep. character and you can tell. Like, even just the little mannerisms, yes. like, it's, like, everything just feel, looks so natural, and, like, it's gotta have taken so much work, but, like, she really perfects it, and just deserves way more credit than what she gets for that. Yeah. As far as the match goes, man, I wish it was a Firefly, Firefly Funhouse match. The singles match was, like you said, it was okay. I don't know, a lot of the match felt really rushed and really short. Yeah. Like, this would have been perfect for an Inferno match. Have that distraction and then have Randy push Fiend into the ropes. Doesn't make him look yeah. weak here. Makes, causes the finish. You still get the reaction you want. And then you get the crowd's reaction of somebody being set on fire. I think they really dropped the ball here by not making this an Inferno match. Yeah, especially the ending where Randy Orton just won with one RKO. The, the ending was okay to me. I wish it could have been better. Yeah. Yep. I, I think they dropped the ball, not making it at the Inferno match. Would have been perfect. Would have been great storytelling with the Fiend being set on fire before. Uh, Alexa throwing a fireball in Randy's face because, you know, magic. And, uh, yeah, anyways, we, we've gone on long enough about that yeah. short match. Um, going into the second match of the night, we have your favorite tag team, Natalia and Tamina versus Shayna and Nia Jax. Um, so it was kind of a heel versus heel setup here. Um, and that doesn't usually work. Uh, I don't feel like the crowd ever got into this either. Tamina got a few pops, but that was about it. Uh, it's for the women's tag team championship. Uh, so the, the, to start off, there's a cool spot where uh, Natty catapults Shayna Baszler into a super kick from Tamina. That looks really cool. Shayna, I mean, Natty's poor jaw and face and just 
Shayna, Shayna hits Natty's jaw with a knee, and immediately you see Natty grab her face, and yeah. something's wrong with her teeth. Um, and then we get a little bit later into the match, and Shayna destroys Natty's jaw again because why not? <laughs> yeah, <laughs> I mean, you can tell that they have that uh, that chemistry together, though. Like they know each other, so for them, that's like, yeah, I'll be fine. You can do whatever. Yeah, I don't know. Uh, my girlfriend said that she saw a picture of Natty afterwards showing her teeth really messed up. So I, I think there was some real damage there. Yeah, I know her lip was real cut up. I seen a picture of her yeah. lip was real bad. Real, real bad. And, I mean, Shana, it's, she's just going to lay her stuff in. I mean, she's an MMA fighter. It's, you know, it's it's accidents are going to happen, and th- this happened twice. So, poor yeah. Natty, but... Uh, I mean, she she's taken she's taken shots like that her entire career, and she she's a tough woman. Um, so Tamina tries a splash. Uh, Shayna and Nia kind of interrupt it. Uh, uh, Shayna goes for a goes for a splash. A second attempt, nope. Um, Natty applies the sharpshooter to Nia. You see the confusion in Natty, where she 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 no, it's like she's questioning. Is Nia the legal person? Is Shayna the legal person? But she goes for the sharpshooter anyway because, I yeah. mean, you're already halfway there. Why not? And uh, Shayna's legal. She comes in, uh, hits Natty with the rear naked choke, and Natty goes to sleep. Shayna and Nia retain the Women's Tag Team Championships. Any thoughts? First off, Natalia and Tamina were robbed. I think I think they were. <laughs> there's collusion there. I think the ref really... Screwed, screwed them over. Conspiracy. Another conspiracy. They need to team up with Sammy <laughs> and get their own documentary going because yep. they're really screwed there. Uh, <laughs> but just aside, uh, I don't know how you feel, but I felt that this match came across like two singles matches combined. Like, because you know, you had Natty and Shayna really only interacted, and then Naya and Tamina only really, really, really interacted. Uh, yeah. Yeah. I think it went too long. Right. I think it went way too long. Yes, absolutely. It, it went way yeah. too long. And, and I, yeah, absolutely. 100%. Yeah, and then Tamina got hit with a body slam, and she was out of the match for like eight minutes. That that shouldn't that shouldn't happen. Yeah. Um, I don't know what, what yeah, it was. It was nice to see her get a point from the crowd. Um, you know, Tamina isn't exactly full time, yeah. so seeing her be appreciated by that crowd, it it one surprised me, but two, it's like you know, this is somebody who has dedicated her life to wrestling. And uh, yeah. she she got that pop that she deserved. So good for good for Tamina. See, I like I like uh, Shayna and Nia as as a team. At first, I wasn't when they first teamed together. I was like, eh, I don't see it. But they've started to work well together. But um, I felt that there there needed to be a change. That's why I wanted Natalia and Tamina to win. Because I mean, they've beaten everybody. I mean, and they haven't built any new tag teams up or anything. So like, I don't know what's next for them. But I don't. Shake up in the women's tag team division. There needs to be a shake up in all tag team divisions in WWE. True. 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 So, anyways, we go to uh, Sami Zayn with Logan Paul versus Kevin Owens. Uh, you get the conspiracy theory package. JBL's on commentary. Uh, Sammy comes out first, uh, and then he does his grand opening for Logan Paul. Um, Kevin Owens comes out, and you just see him soak in the crowd. Uh, again, he's so happy to be performing in front of fans. Sammy, yeah. r- bell rings. Sammy runs at Kevin Owens and immediately starts off with a pop-up powerbomb. Fantastic. Yes, uh, loved it. 
Yep, absolutely. Uh, Kevin Owens, he dominates the fight early. Uh, Sammy ends up delivering a brain buster on the apron, which was really cool. And Kevin just timed it right with how he spun, took it safe, didn't get hurt. I mean, there was, they played the hits in this one. There were blue thunder bombs. There was Kevin Owens splashes. There were fisherman suplexes, haluva kicks, super kicks. I mean, it was just, it, they, they played the hits. They did it well. I thought it went on like the perfect amount of time. It's just these two, the chemistry they've got together, it's fantastic. It was a great match. Kevin Owens ends up winning. Um, and then you see uh, Sammy, you know, go to Logan Paul. Logan Paul turns on Sammy. And uh, you've got Logan Paul and Kevin Owens just kind of staring at each other. And the crowd knows what's coming. Logan Paul being <laughs> the king of douchebags that he is, you know, doesn't see it coming. And uh Kevin Owens bides his time and then hits him with a stunner for a huge crowd pop. And I I gotta be honest here, Logan Paul took that stunner better than 95% of people who have ever taken a stunner. I, I was impressed. Yes, I feel like Vince could learn a few things about taking a stunner <laughs> from Logan Paul. <laughs> yeah. um, he made it look devastating. Yeah, he did. Uh this match reminded me of a lot of uh Kevin Owens and Sami Zayn's matches back in PWG where they kind of just Played the hits, like you said. They just went move for move. And, I mean, they didn't really tell a story, but did it have to? No. I mean, just let them go out there and have fun, you know what I mean? Um, If it ain't broke, then fix it. Exactly. I didn't like that Logan Paul was just sitting there, though. They could have had him standing up, kind of cheering Sammy on. Instead, he was just there looking like a doof. Um, It annoyed me. (laughs) And I was was really surprised with how little they cut the camera to Logan Paul. Yeah. Like you get maybe three shots of him and it's like towards the end. Like for the first half of the match, like you don't see Logan Paul at all. Right. Like it was it, it, that that surprised me, especially with how, you know, how big they are on celebrities. Yeah. Um, but I mean, hey, it's it, it was fine for me. It ended up being a great match. I could have done without Logan Paul, but it, it was fine. Um, it was fine with him in it. Uh Maybe we'll get another Sammy Kevin Owens WrestleMania match like five, six years from now. Who knows? Yeah, hopefully. So we go to the back and uh, we've got a Matt Riddle uh, or I'm sorry, Riddle, because we can't have first names anymore. Uh, The great (sighs) and RVD doing this cute little thing. And you just see Riddle is just geeking out by being with RVD. Like he is he looks like a little kid like. Yeah, he, he's just sitting there with his idol, and RVD's talking about rolling papers, and it's, you know, it's uh, it, it's the little stoner's dream. It was, it, it was, it, yeah. It was, I don't get why Kali was there, yeah, but it, it was humorous. Um, it was, I mean, it was very predictable, but uh, it it, it was it was a cute little moment, and uh, we get uh, yeah. Sheamus versus Riddle next for the United States Championship. And this match was probably the show stealer for me on night two. I was really surprised, uh, but very pleasantly. I knew it was going to be good, but this was mm-hmm. brutal. Um, but the part that <laughs> they remind you that the feud started <laughs> over a scooter, and like oh, they could have they could have left that out. It's like was it Ed and Booker T who had a feud over shampoo, or it was somebody I like just. <sighs> so doves are stupid, scooters are yeah. stupid. I'm with Seamus on this one. Um, 
you get the stupid CGI doves. One's got a pirate hat oh, and uh, and an eye patch, so uh, adorable. And um, so I'm already on Team Seamus on when this starts. Um, starts off Riddle's laying in his chops, and you know Seamus is just going to return the favor and just lights up Riddle's chest. It's this was such a physical match, and I loved it. it both guys just laid it in. Uh, Sheamus Sheamus has Riddle on the ropes and just starts laying these clubs in and each one's just getting louder and like you see Riddle like squirming because when that big Irishman just lays his fist across your chest I it it wasn't he was laying it in it wasn't these weren't love taps and uh, Sheamus looked great here just so physical Uh, we get this really cool move from from Riddle. I feel like he definitely went out of his way to try to show his athleticism and stuff that he could do on a big stage. And uh, he does like this this Spanish fly belly to belly top rope move uh, with Sheamus that looked really good. Um, I think it was just supposed to be a belly to belly, but with how much Riddle rotated, it yeah. looked like a Spanish fly two like hybrid move. So it was pretty cool. And uh, and then we get, you know, the big F you to Goldberg. Riddle does the jackhammer here because um, Riddle and Goldberg got heat. So why not bust it out? at Why not bust out yeah. Goldberg's <laughs> finisher at WrestleMania? Um, we, we, we get a suplex uh, from the apron. It's just uh, it, it's a it's a great match. They're, they're doing so well. Um, Sheamus misses the white noise. He kind of stumbles. He wanted to do like this super white noise off the top uh, turnbuckle. And he kind of loses his footing. He catches Riddle and then just does a normal white noise. I don't know if that was supposed to be the finish, but Riddle kind of em- improvises after that. Goes to do a moonsault off the off the middle rope. And Sheamus lays in. The stiffest yeah. brogue kick just hit hits Riddle right in the yes, mouth. He, he got all of it. Pins Riddle one, two, three. They pan over to Riddle. His eyes are glossy. He's bleeding from his mouth. He got rocked. And uh, I mean, kudos to Riddle for being able to take that. I I would have <laughs> been out or in a hospital. It was it was a fantastic match. It was and it was great to see Sheamus get the win. Uh, he's, he's been so solid and so steady for this company for so long. Uh, he, he earned, he earned the title win here and, uh, I'm glad he got it. Yeah. Um, like I said, the last episode, I wasn't looking forward to this match necessarily, but I mean, they, mm-hmm. they over delivered big time. Um, oh yeah. Wait, big time. I'm glad Seamus got the win, but I hope he keeps, I, I hope he can keep the title for a little bit. Hope he has a decent reign. Yeah, I, I like the physicality here. It was definitely, uh, until maybe the last match, uh, it, it was definitely the most physical one by far on night two. Yeah. Um. So then we get to Apollo Crews versus Big E, and we finally learn what a Nigerian drum fight match is. Yes. And uh, it's for the Intercontinental Championship. Uh, Wale introduces Big E, which is cool. Big E didn't come out with Woods and Kingston. He, he came out on his own, which I thought was a really big deal. Uh, fans love Big E. You know, he's always been in kind of like the New Day shadow. He gets his solo single intro here, and I I just I was really happy for him just watching him come out. Um, and then Apollo comes out, and 
the gear looked good. He Apollo was looking clean in this match. And uh he was all out on that ring gear. Yeah, I like it. I like the new look. So we uh we we get to the start of the match and it turns into a kendo stick party. Um it, it's just <laughs> kendo sticks everywhere, uh everybody's getting hit. Um you see an awesome suicide dive from Big E, uh that's just again to be that big and that athletic. I mean, he was a D one football player for Iowa. And just to see him do that, I mean, we get uh, we, we get another apron spot because I think there's one in every match on this card uh, for night two, at least. Uh, you get a urinagi to the steel steps from the apron that I thought was was solid. Um, Apollo splashes through the table. Biggie rolls out of the way, uh, hits the big ending. And then we get the interference from this big guy um, who his name isn't mentioned. Uh, hits Big E with a choke slam, drags Apollo on top of Big E, one, two, three, and we're just kind of left with that cliffhanger, like, who's this guy? Apollo wins. Apollo's now got an ally. And um, I thought it was a really good match. I thought it, it uh, really showcased Apollo here to show kind of what he could do on a big stage. Um, I guess we'll see if the interference and if this guy is, you know, ends up being a big time player or if it's just kind of like a wasted moment. Uh, I, I was really enjoying the way it was going with just Biggie yeah. and Apollo, but uh, you've got a break up here and we'll see how it goes. Yeah. I like the match. It was really good. Uh, I'm glad Biggie finally had to ha- got to have his singles moment on the main roster. Um, yeah. I don't know. I mean, cause we've seen the big guy, right? Baba Tunde, Dabakato. But they really went out of their way to not say his name. So yeah. I'm wondering what, what the deal is there, if they're going to come up with another name for him. Uh, That's what I was. Yeah. Uh, I'm not even sure if Apollo needed it, but, hey, I guess it'll help him be kind of like a, a chicken crap hill, like they say, uh, and have someone back him up or do his dirty work for him, you know? Yep. But overall, it was it was a it was a really good match. Uh, I enjoyed it. Um, I I was skeptical going in because you know they try to do all these racist match types and it just they always yeah. pop. And but Biggie and Apollo they made the most of it. I thought they did well. So and then we get to the Hall of Famers being introduced. Uh, you get Rob Van Dam, Molly Holly, the Great Kali, Ozzy Osbourne. <laughs> You get uh, Eric Bischoff, uh, Rich Herring, and uh, and then you get the mayor himself, Kane, who is an anti-masker, weirdly enough, even though his seventy-five percent of his career he wore a mask. We won't we won't dive into that. Yeah. <laughs> and uh, we then we get to uh, Rhea Ripley versus Oscar for the Raw Women's Championship, and I was I was at this point I had forgotten this match was on the card. And I was just looking forward to the main event. And then um, when Ash Costello from New Year's Day comes out and performs Rhea's music, just completely roped me back in and I was in. It was so cool seeing Rhea get a big-time entrance here. Um, they, they do it for yeah. the big-time stars, and I thought it was really nice that Rhea, Rhea got that treatment here. Um, and to go from like that big of an entrance to her not finding out she was going to be facing Asuka until 40 minutes before a raw. And, I know, crazy. Yeah, like to go from that to that entrance, like, and you see her like just enjoying it, soaking it in. Um, you see her make eye contact with Ash a couple times. Um, 
and New Year's Day is a, a really good band. Me being a metal guy, that's kind of kind of right up my alley. So I enjoyed the I enjoyed the performance. Um, Rhea's she's very intense. Um, in this match, which is the opposite of kind of what she was last year, I felt like you could clearly see she was overwhelmed by the stage last year when she had yeah. her WrestleMania match against Charlotte uh, for the NXT title. Even though the Vegeta gear was dope, um, she uh, just she never she never looked in sync. She it looked like she was rushing everything last year, and this year she just she looked intense. She looked like she was in control. She looked like that big WrestleMania level star. Um, she's given lots of trash talk to Asuka, just again not rushing anything, just being in the moment, delivering what she's got to deliver. Uh, ends up being back and forth kind of throughout the match. We get a DDT off the apron to the floor where Rhea just smacks her skull right on the floor. And uh, you can tell she was a bit uh, discombobulated for a little bit after that. Um, it, it's, it, it was brutal because they show the replay and Asuka hits the DDT off the apron. Because, again, everybody gets an apron spot. And yeah. uh, Rhea's just head, you just see it smack right against the floor. And that's a lot of force that was coming down. Glad she was okay and able to finish the match. Uh, Rhea, Rhea tries, tries a submission. Oscar turns it into an arm bar. And, uh, so it, it was really nice transition there. And then you get to the end of the match where Rhea wins with the riptide and, uh, Rhea gets her WrestleMania moment, which again, how quickly it came around from her being clearly overwhelmed last year in last year's WrestleMania to her coming in second at the Royal Rumble to just being in catering for a few weeks, to finding out 40 minutes before Raw, hey, you're facing Asuka for the Raw Women's Championship at WrestleMania. Uh, she she earned this moment, and I was really happy to see her come out with the win. Yeah, it's insane. Um, I put out a tweet the day of that I feel like we'll look back at this WrestleMania the same way as WrestleMania 21. You know, like Batista and John Cena got yep. their wins, became stars. I feel yeah, like the I same thing's going to happen with Rhea and Bianca. Um, yeah. Yeah, we'll even, see. Absolutely. I mean, even down to the Royal Rumble, where they were one, they were the final two. Um, I just think the parallels there are crazy. Um, I like that Oscar showed off her aggressive side this in this match. Yeah. We hadn't seen that in a while, um, but I'm glad she brought it out. Um, it was good back and forth, but I was a little disappointed to be honest. I wanted more, but hey, look, they did great. I I was just being greedy. I wanted more. Um, well, it was the match yeah. for the main event, and you know the main event wasn't going to compromise its time. So, uh, yes, yeah, exactly. Unfortunately, they got shorted there. Um, but it, it, it's like you said, was a solid match. Um, during this this time, uh, I, I, my girlfriend and I, we were watching this match, and I had her. I, I had mentioned Oscar's YouTube channel, and uh, she ends up going and watching this YouTube channel, and like she didn't really care for Oscar before because Oscar's just mm -hmm. you know crazy Japanese character, you know, Vince yeah. and all of his depth when it comes to uh, foreign characters. And uh, yeah. she's just, uh, so shout out to Asuka's YouTube channel. She's freaking adorable in everything that she does. I love Asuka. She's fantastic. Uh, go watch her YouTube if you haven't. Uh, she does stuff like making pancakes and uh, just going through Japanese uh, food stores and I, she camps out in her own backyard, and I promise it's a lot more entertaining than I'm describing it. Yeah, so, yeah, it, her so. YouTube channel is really great. Yep, 
So we get to Titus and Hogan coming back out, uh, dressed in uh, pirate gear, and uh, <sighs> thankfully we are saved by Bailey here. And uh, yes, <laughs> Bailey comes out and does her her Karen gimmick, and she she demands pyro, and she gets pyro. Good for Bailey. Bailey got pyro, and oh. uh, and then we get kind of a surprise return here. Uh, we hear the Bella's music and Nikki and Brie Bella come out um, and Bailey hits, hits Nikki with the John Cena burn um, and uh, Nikki and Brie lay out Bailey and thank you. WrestleMania crowd. They booed the Bella's. The Bella's were obviously supposed to be your baby faces here. And the fans said, no, Uh, they, they booed the Bella's, uh, Fantastic. Good for Bailey. I, I wonder if we'll see a Bailey Nikki feud starting tonight. Um I, I I'd be interested enough to see that. I think Nikki unfortunately ends up going over, but I, I'd still like to see yeah. the feud. Yeah, I agree because I even when they showed on night one they showed the like the video package on the at the mm-hmm. end of the Bella's clip, they started playing like the chance of one more match. So I was like they didn't put that uh, there for nothing. So I we mm, I'm sure they'll be back. Yeah. Yep. Um. And God, who was it? Nikki Bella had posted something about how she. Oh yeah, she really wanted to wrestle Rhea Ripley. And um, so yeah, we'll see how yeah. that goes. And then we we finally get to our main event, and I was I could not wait for this match. I knew it was going to be spectacular. And bear with me because I got a lot of notes on this match. Go ahead. <laughs> We've got Daniel Bryan versus Edge versus Roman Reigns for the Universal Championship. A very good video package. It's different because it is presenting each person's perspective on why they deserve the Universal Championship and to be in that match. I thought it was really well done. Um, Edge comes out to still the best theme song in wrestling. Um, I yeah, it's it 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 can't be topped. And um, and, and Graves. When Roman Reigns comes out, Graves says nobody has been more dominant in recent history. Uh, Brock Lesnar, maybe? I mean, you know, the guy who just mowed down talent after talent and was a universal champion for like two years. Again, you know, if it's more than three weeks old, then they expect us to not remember it. Um, Just a little annoyance there. Uh, The match feels like a big deal with how it's being presented with the entrances, the video package is the main event. And that's where I feel your world championship should go on last. And this is why, um, just the energy you can tell this, this is a big deal. Um, starts with Jay interfering early, interfering early and, uh, super kicks, Daniel Bryan, super kicks, edge, super kicks, Daniel Bryan. Again, he's just laying out super kicks for everybody and graves and, uh, graves is, you know, uh, Paul Heyman and Roman Reigns and Jay for the strategy here of just having Jay take everybody out for the match really gets a chance to get going. Um, then Edge throws Jay into the steps. Uh, Edge grabs Roman, just starts throwing him back and forth from apron to the barricade for like three minutes, and I, I thought that was a nice little touch. Education to Jay on the steel steps, which takes out Jay for a while, but Edge's back also lands on the steel steps, so Edge is down for a bit. Um, yeah. Then we get uh, Brian diving to the outside, but gets his foot caught in the ropes. And where you see Roman's evolved 
as a wrestler. You see Daniel Bryan's foot get caught. He was obviously supposed to do a suicide dive, Tokupe Suicida, whichever you want to call it, uh, to Roman and take him out there. Roman sees Daniel Bryan's foot get caught. And instead of just selling a weak suicide dive, Tope Suicida here, he he grabs Daniel Bryan and, and, and brilliantly turns it into a suplex. Like just, it was so smooth the way he transitioned to that. You can tell that wasn't supposed to be the spot and Roman adjusted with it. So I, I thought that little moment there just shows you how good Roman Reigns has become. And... Um, we get uh I'm sorry, I'm having a hard time following my notes. There's so many. <laughs> so uh we get um Superman to Edge, uh Education to Roman. Um oh that's right. Roman tries to throw a Superman punch here, Edge turns it into an execution. Uh you get the uh a- a- and then Roman comes back, he gets the Superman instead of the spear. Um and then we get the double spear spot between Edge and Roman, which was which was really cool. It's just this small little spot, but I mean, I, I thought it looked super cool here. Um, you get the diving headbutt from Daniel Bryan to Roman Reigns, and Paul Heyman on the outside here. You see him cover his mouth, and then you see him start to pray, and like the camera doesn't zoom in on it. You just notice it in the it, on the outside, like. You almost don't notice it. And, like, I think that's what Paul Heyman brings to to a storyline. Like, with this Roman Reigns, like, with Brock, he'd be freaking out all the time. And just, like, you could tell if Brock was losing, it was like, wait, this isn't supposed to be happening. This this guy's a machine. And now with Roman, it's just, like, Paul's very calm. Everything's very calculated. Paul's not not the one in charge here. But you you see you see him covering his mouth and you see him pacing yeah. back and forth. You see him praying, and it's just these little tiny mannerisms that 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 just add to it. And Paul Heyman is just so good at that stuff. And I he's another one. I don't think it's enough credit for stuff like that. So we get to um, we get to yes kicks from uh, Daniel Bryan to Edge and Roman, and he's just laying them in. Again, it's for like 60 seconds here, just yes kick to yes kick. And Daniel Bryan's been looking great. He, um, I mean, it's, uh, it, it, this is a great match. It, it, if you haven't seen it yet, you're, you're doing yourself a huge injustice. Go back, watch this match. Um, we get uh, the yes lock, um, Edge uh, from Daniel Bryan to Roman. Edge ends up breaking it up. Uh, then Daniel Bryan puts locks in the yes lock on edge. Then Roman breaks it up. Um, you get Roman sucks chance and you, you see Roman again, instead of where he would earlier in his career, where he'd get flustered by this, you just see him kind of take it in and just kind of eyeball the crowd and just soak in it for a minute. Let, let them, let them chant Roman sucks. You're not going to hide it. So he just, he takes it in and he absorbs it for like two minutes here. And I thought that was just, again, another example of how much Roman has evolved as a wrestler, where before he, he, he'd get flustered and, oh, I, I'm, you know, I'm, I'm supposed to be this, I'm supposed to be the big dog. And, and now he's just kind of embracing and you see, he seems comfortable. Yet we get Roman reacting to the Roman sucks chance. Uh, and then we see Roman powerbomb Daniel Bryan through the announce table. And then because the camera's pointed in just the right direction. Credit to the camera crew on this one because they messed up a lot in this match. 
Uh, Edge comes out of nowhere and spears Roman off off the steel steps. Just, it was beautiful the way it was shot. Um, and my gripe with the camera crew is there was no need for like twelve different camera shots in a five second span. Like, Kevin Dunn, get your people under control. Yeah, the cuts are ridiculous. Oh, it made me nauseous. So we get to uh, so we get to Edge spearing spearing the life out of Roman, and um. Then Edge does a crossface on Roman, adds a piece of the chair, uh, and it looks like Roman's ready to tap out. You see his arm come down. Daniel Bryan comes out of nowhere and grabs his arm. And then he locks in a crossface on the other side to Roman. And Roman can't tap. And he's he's just in all this pain. And I thought it was a wonderful spot right here. And and then you just see Daniel Bryan and Edge start headbutting each other. It's just, it's a so well put together match. These are three guys at the top of their game and, and you just see it all come together here. Um, so Roman can't tap. It, it's an awesome moment. Uh, Daniel Bryan ends up going for a running knee and edge spears him edge spears. Roman one, two Edge is going to get his moment. And Daniel Bryan pulls the referee out of the ring. Completely surprises me there. And I mean, you hear the crowd go, Oh, and it's like you, you got him. You got the crowd in the palm of your hand. This is spectacular. This is an amazing match. So Daniel pulls uh, pulls the referee out of the ring. Um, Edge starts losing it, grabs chairs, gives chair shot to Roman, chair shot to Daniel Bryan. Edge has lost his mind. It, it's concerto time and uh, delivers the concerto to Daniel Bryan, which I didn't think they were going to do with Daniel Bryan's concussion history. Bree must have been in the back losing her effing mind watching this. Yeah. Uh, so they do the concerto spot, uh, but Jay interferes and takes the beating that Roman was supposed to take, as Michael Cole mentions on commentary. I think it was Michael Cole. And uh, and then uh, Jay eats a spear from Edge, uh, and Roman then Roman spears Edge, delivers the concerto to Edge again, who has had a almost career-ending injury, and but I mean you see it, Roman Roman. Delivers it perfectly, doesn't hit Edge, but it it looks devastating from the camera angle. Concerto to Edge, and then Roman grabs Edge, puts him over Daniel Bryan, lays on top of him, pins him down for the one, two, three, and you leave WrestleMania with that picture of Ed of Roman Reigns dominating these two superstars who are at the top of their game, and it leaves no doubt. Roman is top dog in WWE, and he's going to be for a long time. And as opposed to years ago, I am all for it now. Mm-hmm. I thought Edge would win. I wanted to see Edge get his moment, but I have no arguments with how it ended. I I love this side of Roman. This is the best work we've ever seen from Roman, and I want to see it keep going. But you better be able to turn out opponents like Daniel Bryan and Edge and have somebody ready to keep this going. Yeah, I feel like, and I feel like SmackDown is the perfect spot for that, right? Because they have so much talent, so many guys that can go. Yeah, I think. Oh, if they if they do it right, man, this build can be, or this be like on another level. Um, yep. Yeah, so I, I think the fact that we even got to see these three guys main event WrestleMania is crazy. Absolutely, especially considering Absolutely. everything they've went through. These three guys. I mean, Daniel Bryan was retired. Edge was retired. I mean, Roman Reigns fought back from freaking leukemia. Yep. You know what I mean? And, and for them, I think the story, even right. the story there could have told. Yeah, it's crazy. Um, 
I mean, it was a great, it was a great, great match. They, I feel like they wrestled this like it was their last match. And man, they delivered. The spots were crazy. Yeah. The drama was there. The emotion was there. Yes, they And did. this was just three of the best wrestlers putting on the best match they could. And I feel like the perf- it was the perfect way to build Roman Reigns as a monster and keep his reign going. Yeah, and I I, I know you think Bianca, Sasha, that was your pick for match match mm-hmm. of the weekend. This mm-hmm. was mine. It, w- it had everything I was looking for. I just absolutely loved it. It was I didn't. I wasn't out of it for a second, other than the multiple camera. Well, just yeah. you know, stop it. <laughs> and uh, it, the guys in the ring—they were spectacular. It was just this is one of the best matches I have I've ever enjoyed as a wrestling fan. So that is WrestleMania. Um, we will go over a quick uh, what happened this week in wrestling. Uh, so what we're gonna do with this is because you know we've already covered so much time off of WrestleMania for shows like this. We're just going to very quickly run down a recap of what happened in this week. Only the significant spots. We're not going to highlight each match. So from raw, we got the Viking Raiders returned. Yes. So they're back. They beat Cedric and Shelton. Um, I'm excited to see what they do with the Viking Raiders. Uh, You know, I wish they could go back to war Raiders, but PG era. Ooh. ooh. Yeah. Uh, Charlotte's back from a very short leave. um, And she's, She's in Rhea's ear, and it looks like we're going to get Rhea Charlotte. Um, Mace and T-Bar interfered with Drew McIntyre, Orton, and Strowman in the main event. Looks like they're aligning themselves with, with, uh, uh, help me out here. Drawing a blank. Uh, I don't know. I am too for some reason. Who's, who's WWE champion right now? (laughs) Bobby Lashley. Bobby Lashley. Wow. There you go. Wow. I believe it took that long to get there. I just drew a complete blank. I'm sorry. I've had I had three hours of sleep today, and I've been yeah. up since 4:30 in the morning. Yeah. But uh, yeah, Mason T-Bar come out to help Bobby Lashley, and like, what the hell was the point of getting rid of Cedric and I Shelton know. if you're bringing Mace and T-Bar, and then you're gonna take them away from Mustafa Ali? Like. Uh, Dots don't connect. They love to make things hard for themselves. Yeah. So NXT, a moment. There's a moment that you're either going to love or hate based off of the recap, the preview show. Kushida pins Santos Escobar to become the new Cruiserweight champion. Oh, I know. I hated it. I hated it. I hated it. You hated it. I hated it. I was happy for Kushida, but after the, the big NXT takeover match with Santos Escobar, I, I, I didn't see this coming. Yeah. Like I said on the, on the, the recap show that I w- I hope they do right with Kushida, and but I didn't want it to come at the expense of Santos. <laughs> this isn't what you meant. I didn't expect it to be this soon. Um, I don't know what happened. I'm not sure. No. Yeah, yeah, I don't know what wrong. happened, but yeah. And then we get uh, Frankie Monet makes her makes her first first appearance. Uh, other yes. people may know her as Taya Valkyrie from Impact. Uh, she's a phenomenal worker. Uh, you're gonna enjoy her work in in NXT. I mean, there's. The matches that she's going to have with Shotzi Blackheart, Indy Hartwell, Io Shirai. I mean, it's, oh, they're going to be so good. I'm looking forward to takeovers. Um, yep. For AEW, Mike Tyson's back, and he punched the soul out of Cash Wheeler's body. You could see it leap. Oh, my gosh. Yes, he did. And, yes, he did. Yeah. It, so, Tyson's back. Uh, it, not the only return. Chris Statlander's finally back. Uh, she had her first match back, and she wins. Um. 
And then mm-hmm. uh, it's good to see her coming back from that injury because she was just starting to get pushed to the top of that women's division before she tore her ACL. Um, so yeah. good to see Chris Statlander back. Uh, and then main event, Darby Allen beats uh, Matt Hardy to retain the TNT title. And AEW did, I think it was 1.23 million views or something like that. Yeah, like that. yeah, so, insane. Yeah, they, they cracked the 1 million mark with no competition with NXT moving to Tuesday nights. And uh, we'll wrap uh, the week. Well, then we go to Impact and Jazz retires. Um, I I, yeah. I remember watching Jazz in the early 2000s. Uh, the bitch is back. That was, that was her thing. And she's mm-hmm. just... Jazz is a very solid wrestler all around. Um, you know, it, it's it sucks to see her go, but it's, uh, you know, it's definitely time. And uh, just thank you, Jazz, for a great career and and the entertaining matches. I thought she did really well with her last run with Impact here. Um, yeah, what would you think? Yeah, I agree. I mean, Jazz is a legend, um, and I don't think this is the last we see of her. I mean, as in the ring, yes, but... She has, two twin, or she has a twin daughters that plan to get into the wrestling business, so I think we see her in a five to ten years from now. Yeah, could be. And uh, the last little bit of news we have here and what came as a shock to a lot of people yesterday, uh-huh. uh, it was Black Wednesday last year, April 15th. It's Black Thursday this year. Uh, we just see a lot of talented people getting cut for quote-unquote budget reasons, even though they just signed a billion-dollar deal with Pe- with Peacock and yeah. uh, recorded their most profitable year ever in 2020, uh, laying off a lot of talented people, getting rid of them. At the top of the list, I mean, Samoa Joe. Um, but you know what? I'm, I'm kind of happy with that one. I was very surprised. But uh, he's he's too talented of a wrestler. I feel like he's still got got uh, got a couple runs left, and uh, didn't want to see him continue to be wasted on commentary. So Samoa Joe is free. Yeah. Uh, thoughts on Samoa Joe uh, hitting pre Aiden? Yeah, I'm happy for him to uh, to be able to go and hopefully wrestle again. I'm not sure if if he's there uh, health wise, but I mean, all things considered, I think his run in WWE was good. I mean, he started out on a pay-per-appearance contract in NXT, turned it into an NXT championship. I mean, went on to the main roster and did good. I mean, sometimes things don't go your way, but his, he had a solid career in WWE. But uh, I hope he keeps going, and I think if he's able to wrestle, we're going to we're gonna see some crazy stuff soon. So, Can, uh, can you quickly pull up uh, the other people who got cut? I, I've got a small list, but I know I'm forgetting a couple names. Uh, I know the other yeah. the other big names were the iconics Peyton and Billy, um, and I I really hope that uh, this is one. And I know a lot of people are like, oh, somebody gets cut by WWE. Hope they go to AEW. Out of everyone here, mm-hmm. these are the two I want to see go to AEW the most. The women's division could benefit so much from Peyton Royce and Billy Kay. Um, I'm sure they'll have new names there. Uh, I'm sure they won't be called the iconics for you know rights reasons but uh i i mean peyton's husband uh sean spears he's an aew uh i i think yeah. peyton and billy they're such good friends you're gonna see them wherever they go it's gonna be together and um yeah um uh, i feel like if they stay as a team i love to see them in impact because impact has the knockouts tag team championship yep and i feel like impact already has one of the best women's rosters right now um and they'd only add to that but yeah like you said uh, Sean Spears is in AEW, so maybe maybe they don't stay together. Maybe they stay split up and they each do their 
I mean, I wouldn't hate to see that either. So yeah, I I I think that they could just add so much to that AEW women's division, who's just missing that star power right now. Um, they're starting to finally round out the division. I think Ty Ty Conti is just uh, she's spectacular. Um, I think she's going to be the leader of that division in a few years. She's still really young. Yeah. So, um, you got Britt Baker, um, Hikaru Shida, who's who, who's great, but there's not a whole lot of character development there with her. Um, Chris Statlander's back. Yeah. I mean, you, you you got a few, but I I really want to see that division get more top heavy. Um. Yeah. And then speaking of uh, talented women being released, Mickey James, legend Mickey James is released. Oh. Um. Oh. But I think I think she was ready for this. Um, we hadn't seen her in a while. Uh, she had been dealing with some injuries. I think I think the logical step for her is she goes over to NWA uh, to work with her husband yeah. and uh, kick ass in the women's division there. The one thing I hate about WWE is the way they treat their female legends because they don't they never get the same oh, yeah. respect as the men. Man, Mickey's so valuable. She could be used. To put over young talent, she could be used as a road agent. They're, I mean, they really, they really dropped the ball with her in her return that she, when she came back. And I feel like wherever yeah. she goes, she's she's gonna be an asset, and she's gonna help out any women's division she goes to. Yeah, and another surprising cut was Chelsea Green. Um, she she did great work with Impact back in the day, and did really well in NXT, uh, debuted on SmackDown last year and broke her arm, unfortunately. Uh, but I think there's a lot of talent in Chelsea Green, and I think that uh, they I think they got rid of her too quick. I think there was a lot there in Chelsea Green. Um, we'll see where she ends up. Uh, from what I saw on her Twitter, she's bringing back the, uh, the psychotic gimmick. Um, yeah. So we'll we'll see how that goes. Uh, I, I I enjoyed Chelsea Green's work, and uh, we'll see if she ends up with Impact with uh, her fiance uh, Matt Cardona, or if she goes the AEW route, or or wherever. That that's the thing about these these wrestlers getting cut from WWE. It's not the death sentence it used to be. There's so many no. now that'll scoop them up, whether it's Ring of Honor or a New Japan or you know just. The, the list of wrestling places now for for people to work it's just it, it's never been better yeah and uh, a, a couple of the others were Joe Raleigh I may be missing another one or two um, but I think that rounds out the list uh, Tucker said uh, finally free he posted that on Twitter and I can't wait to tell my story so we'll see what comes of that and then Mojo Raleigh just uh Nothing personal, but please don't ever step foot in a wrestling ring ever again. Yeah, I feel like he was perfect. At, they they should have used him as a like a Titus role. Just does like uh, PR things and you know, a charity. But I in the was, ring, I was never able to get into Mojo Raleigh. Me neither. Yeah, even when he had that change up of character with the paint on his face, I I just couldn't get into him. Yep. So is there was there anybody I was missing from that list? Yeah, so the last two are Bo Dallas and Wesley Blake. That's right. So Bo Dallas, brother of Bray Wyatt. Um, we'll see what he does. I think he's got a lot that he can offer somebody. Get him with a with a new new gimmick, something a bit more serious. Yeah. And uh, let's see what he can do. I, I'd like to see more of Bo Dallas. I mean, this guy had a championship run in NXT, 
and then just became a comedy character for the rest of his career and scarcely used. Yeah. I feel like they missed their opportunity teaming him up teaming him up with Bray, I mean, in any capacity. But um Yeah. I hope he does good wherever he goes. I mean, he's talented. We've seen it yep. before. Absolutely. And with Wesley Blake, it's you know, it's um it just seems like there was never a spot for him, no matter where he was in WWE, whether it was an NXT, SmackDown, just it it just uh you didn't get to see much. It didn't seem like they ever really had anything for him. So hopefully we'll get to see him produce somewhere else. I think impact would be a great place to start. Yeah. Um, but you know, we'll see. Um, I'm, I'm sorry for all of these people losing their jobs, you know, still in a pandemic and WWE does not seem remorseful at all about that, but I'm also excited for these people to experience the new opportunities like uh, Mike Kanellis, he had posted because he was one that was cut last year about how mm-hmm. initially this is going to seem really scary, but it's going to be extremely freeing at the same time. So, yeah, uh, good luck to everybody released and uh, we look forward to seeing you three months from now when. How stupid is that? You get fired and you still can't work anywhere else for three months on a non-compete. It's, rid- it's ridiculous. It's ridiculous. I- that's, that's the WWE contract for you. Yeah. But, um, I mean, the talent, the talent's going to be fine. Uh, we've seen the talent that got cut, that caught cut last year has done great. I mean, Ty Conti went from like a lower, lower level superstar in yep. NXT. Yep. And look at her. She's a star now. Um, yeah. So yes, I'll be fine. She is. I'll be fine. Yep. Absolutely. So you want to close us out? Yeah. So that's it for this episode of, the practice squad jobber podcast and um yeah i had fun wrestlemania was a blast um there was a lot of news this week which is good you know it's good to have newsworthy weeks but this week kind of sucked you know not the best news yeah. Uh, and yeah so we will see you guys next time thank you for joining us